Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. The Tech Beat. The Tech Beat. With Andy Wells. For the past 12 months, the House Standing Committee on Communications and the Arts has been investigating the capabilities and future of 5G in Australia, and they've just delivered their report to Parliament. But what does this mean? Well, let's ask Chris Althouse, CEO of the Australian Mobile Telecommunications Association. Hi, Chris. Yeah, good day, Andy. Tell me, what exactly is this report? What's inside it? Look, it's taken a, a broad view and, and looked at 5G, spoken to a lot of people, a lot of, lot of uh Members of the public, some uh, scientists, some some researchers, industry, of course, um, and it's it's I've done a, a pretty balanced job. It's it's brought down a report uh, that looks critically at, at 5G, and it, it if you want to encapsulate its its conclusions, um, perhaps the easiest way to say it is that uh, the committee is absolutely in agreement that 5G is both transformative. Um, for the Australian economy, and it's safe. Um, and these were two big questions for the committee. Why do we need 5G? What's its potential? And is it safe? And I think they've, uh, they've concluded the safety uh, question and they've made some pretty strong comments about the, the whole productivity, connectivity opportunity that 5G presents. Speaking of the, the health concerns, we talked about that a little bit in September last year. Um, something I wasn't aware of, apparently there's some false claims around <laughs> maybe conspiracy theories uh, relating to COVID-19 and 5G. Tell me about that. Yes, well, this is this is kind of the worst, worst example of fake news that uh, I've seen in a while. Um, you know, p- people are entitled to their views, no question about that. But uh, particularly in social media, we've seen this uh, attempt to link COVID-19 to 5G. Um, it's it's absolutely fake news. It's not physically or biologically possible. Um, and it it's it's a, it's very unfortunate uh, uh, to have people peddling this sort of stuff during a genuine health crisis. Um, uh, people out there are fearful. There's a lot of change going on, um, and and the health environment is being challenged by this virus. And and yet you have people intent to try and play on that by adding to the fear uh, in in terms of a an agenda around 5G. It's, it's completely fake fake news, misinformation, um, and anyone who's seeing it uh, on the airwaves or on social media should simply ignore it. Right. And just sort of, I guess, pedalling back to the conversation we had in September last year, there is actually a lot of credible scientific research around 5G and its effects on health and safety, right? Absolutely. And and more particularly, uh, during this inquiry, the uh, International Commission on Non-Ionising Radiation Protection, which is the, the group that uh, sits within the W8 World Health Organisation orbit, uh, uh, but this is the group that has recently concluded a review of of not only the the initial 20 years of research around mobile that underpinned the standards, but the the last 20 years of, of research. And their their findings were were delivered during the the uh, the period of the inquiry, and they've come out absolutely solidly. Uh, no evidence of any health impact. If anything, the frequencies and the power levels associated with 5G are being reduced for energy efficiency reasons and, and other reasons. So um, uh, certainly no evidence to suggest that there's any 
any change in the current settings, um, whether that's 5G or not. So it's it's a, it's, it's a strong outcome, uh, and this is where the committee has reviewed all of this information and spoken to the experts and, and concluded quite rightly, in our view, that uh, 5G is safe. They've been looking at this for the past 12 months, and a lot's happened over the last 12 months in terms of 5G and it's starting to roll out. Uh, what do they have to say about the rollout, and, and how is the rollout of 5G looking? Look, the, the rollout's gathering momentum, no question. And the committee was very pragmatic about this because we, when we gave evidence to them, we said the, the infrastructure you need to support 5G is dominated by two things. One, we, we need the right spectrum. Um, and two, we need the right set of regulatory uh, settings to deploy networks efficiently. And they've addressed both of these issues in the report. Um, they've urged the government to, to continue on its path of allocating spectrum, and, and the government's doing that. Um, there's more work to be done there, but initially we're in, in reasonable shape. But the, the deployment part of the story is a, is a, is a more complex one, in a sense. Um, committee has urged industry to... Uh, talk to the general public a lot more about 5G and the deployment issues, etc. Uh, but they recognise that without the network and the spectrum, 5G just won't happen. So they're solidly recommending that uh, that governments and industry basically get on with the job. A lot of people might be thinking, well, 5G, how's that going to benefit me? Just Can you step us through maybe some of the, the, the findings that uh, they came back with and just some of, well, for you, what, what you see the, as 5G, the benefits being for uh, the average Australian? Look, it's a, it's a really good point. Um, 5G has been talked about for a long time, but it's only now that we're really starting to see two things happening. One, the, the device ecosystem is maturing. There's more and more devices out there for, uh, that uh, are 5G ready and operational. Um, but secondly, the use cases and the applications and services using 5G are starting to evolve. There's very much a, 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 a continuation of the mobile broadband story that was developed in, under 4G, um, and 5G will continue that, um, but you'll also get much greater capacity and much greater speed in the network. So you'll be able to use ultra-high-def video material, and that will create opportunities in augmented and virtual reality and those sorts of areas explode into into a whole raft of, of, of industries. Health is a good one, for example, uh, where people can expect uh, high-def image transfer, uh, remote medicine to be a feature, or even remote surgery. So um, this, this speed of network, the capacity of the network and the ability to connect literally billions of things they're going to give rise to the, the Internet of Things. Um, uh, you will have much more connectivity around things you use in your everyday life, your house, your, your utility use, your car, uh, etc. Anything that can be connected will be connected. So that's where the, 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 the general consumer can, can look for some, some real change. But the really big ticket item is when we get into industries because this, this capacity for um, uh, use of data and artificial intelligence uh, with networks is really going to give industries a huge boost. For anyone who, who wants to explore the, the, I guess, the benefits or the potential of 5G and uh, maybe even check up on some of those uh, uh, health facts and scientific research in, into 5G, what is the best true source of information they could uh, get that from? Look, there's a lot of uh, 
drill that we've gathered together uh, on the AMTA website, as an example, um, but also um, in particularly in the area of, of the science and the research around health and safety aspects, uh, our own regulator in this space, the Australian Radiation Protection, Protection and Nuclear Safety Agency, or ARPANSA, A-R-P-A-N-S-A, um, they have a very good website with a lot of information around 5G. So that's worth a look on the health and safety side. Uh, when it comes to the, 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 the general applications and services, of course, the carriers are starting to uh, put forward uh, offerings around 5G and, and, and applications and services. So they're a good source of information as well, as well as our own AMTA .org.au website has, has got a, a fair volume of stuff around 5G to, to, uh, to look at. Okay, and uh, finally, okay, so this uh, report has been tabled in Parliament around uh, 5G. Is there any actions to come out of that? Look, it's, it's a report from a committee, um, and the committee was chaired by Dr David Gillespie, who's a, a, a member of the National Party, so a member of the Coalition Government. Deputy Chair was Ed Husick from the ALP. So there's, there's, it's a bipartisan effort here, um, but really it's up to the government now. They need to look at this report, look at the recommendations that have been made uh, and uh, choose uh, a direction. What are they going to do? Which ones are they going to act on immediately? Which, will, which ones will, will take some more planning? Um, there's quite a lot there to consider. So we expect the minister, Paul Fletcher, to, to really come back and, and articulate the government's response. Um, well, it's up to him what time frame uh, he does that in, but I would imagine in the next couple of months. The Tech Feed, the tech feed. will now terminate. Visit techdaily.com.au. Chris, uh, thanks so much for chatting 5G again. Thanks, Andy, any time.